welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. Today we're talking about an interesting case, Ankiti Bose versus Mahesh Murthy. It's a defamation case for a million dollars. Now, the question that I'm exploring is not really what the case is about because some of you would have read it in all the papers. The question I'm asking is, will defamation suits dampen investigation into the shenanigans of startup founders, these unicorns, and venture capitalists? So defamation is a powerful tool, largely used by politicians, businessmen, celebrities, because they can afford it. For the rest of us, litigation is expensive and often drags on to the point of becoming meaningless. So the law is out of reach for most of us. But defamation cases, and believe me, we've been the victim of them, make for juicy headlines. In this case, the founder, very high profile founder of a startup that has just imploded, files a million-dollar defamation suit, like I said, over an article written by a very high-profile venture capitalist. So who's the uh, startup founder? Ankiti Bose, 31. She's the startup sensation who made global headlines for her Singapore-based startup called Zilingo, which is in the fashion business, and offered manufacturing, logistical, and technological support for the international clothing supply chain, the B2B business. But she was so high profile. And from her 20s, she's been making news for the valuation of Zilingo, which fast became a unicorn. She was all over the fashion pages around the world. Company rose to dizzy heights and then spectacularly collapsed in the middle of range of allegations that really took people's breath away all this in a space of less than 10 years. So in May 2022, Ankiti Bose was sacked by the Zilingo Board of Directors. The allegations against her were impropriety and the VCs literally alleged all kinds of fraud and no details were made available. Remember, these venture capitalists or VCs include Sequoia Capital, Tamasek Holdings, Buddha Principal Investments, and many others. Now, Ankiti Bose herself has denied all these allegations. She's made some serious countercharges of her own. She's even sent a legal notice to the board. And I understand all this is going to slowly wind its way to court. Now, based on a whistleblower's findings or whistleblower's allegations, the board had ordered an investigation. So there were two investigations, one by Deloitte and one by Kroll. These are globally well-known companies. They submitted reports. Apparently, the action to suspend her first, then sack her was based on this, but these findings have never been made public. Those of you who've been investing in some of these startup companies when they got listed or been reading about the billion-dollar valuations and unicorns and how India is full of unicorns, which are supposed to be this rare animal. But in the startup world, these founders, especially those who created unicorns, remain celebrities long after they've been ousted by their companies, and there have been many of them. They get ousted after multiple rounds of funding. I mean, usually after they are already unicorns, they're already very rich. Most of them are highly intelligent, highly qualified, very young, and get used to having extraordinary amounts of burn money, because in all the initial rounds of funding, nobody's questioning how this money has been spent because it's all about getting customers, eyeballs, what have you. And naturally, they also get used to a super rich lifestyle very early in life. They're not used to criticism. And when ousted, 
They retaliate multiple ways, virulent social media posts, writing books, multiple lawsuits, and the media is anyway waiting to hear all sides and report it because it makes for very, very juicy content, if not news. So the VCs themselves usually do not speak. And most of the time, it's through media leaks because the media is willing to get off the record quotes from reliable sources. Mm -hmm. So the VCs are never held accountable, even when the institutions lose millions and millions of dollars. And all this creates a funny evolving situation because now there are so many controversies, not the one case. So here's what happened in this case. On 28th March, Ankiti Bose's lawyer sent a legal notice to Mahesh Murthy, who most of you may know is a high profile entrepreneur, digital marketer, a VC and a top social media influencer. Nearly a month later on 20th April, Ankiti Bose's lawyer, Nalini Mishra, through a power of attorney from Mr. Bose has filed a civil defamation suit in the Bombay High Court, giving you some details. The case has still to be admitted or heard, but this is what it seeks. It wants an apology from Mr. Murthy, an injunction restraining him from writing or even posting anything on the social media, and damages of 820 crore or a million dollars. Now, her action pertains to an article that Mr. Murthy wrote in Outlook Business Magazine. Contrary to convention, usually defamation sources, uh, notices and cases are against the publication, the printer, and then the author. Here it is Mr. Murthy first, and the magazine is also a respondent. His article was titled From Vulture Capital to Victim Capital and How Indian Startup Founders Turned the Tables on Shrewd Indian Venture Capitalists. Title itself says a lot of things. If he's talking about victim capital, it wasn't one. In fact, this article is a hard-hitting expose on the machinations of startup founders and to an extent also VCs. And it says global investors have turned wary. There is $10 billion waiting to be invested as venture funding, but they're not signing checks in a hurry because of all this crazy news that's coming out from multiple startups. And he's got unflattering references to a whole bunch of them. Zomato, Nikab, Bharat Pay, all those who have been making controversial headlines or where they've got listed and valuations have nosedived. In fact, the funny thing is that Ankiti Bose is the only one who's not specifically named. Instead, there are indirect references to one lady who ran a popular fashion portal, took Sequoia's money, how she got her firm to pay her lawyer, some 70 crores as fees, and it's rumored for a lot of that amount directly back to herself as a cut. Now, indeed, Mr. Murthy has a wide reach, but the charges that he has made in that article are not new. In fact, what he wrote and much more has been reported extensively by national and international publications, news agencies, and others over the last six to eight months as this drama played out. I mean, the sacking was very public. Given how tremendously high profile she was, it made news all over the world. In fact, the latest is an in-depth article on Zilingo's collapse that appeared in Inc. 42 on 21st April, in fact, the day after the lawsuit was filed at the Bombay High Court. That is titled, Inside Ankiti Bose's Multi-Million Dollar Implosion. It again lists very serious charges. It has statements from her 
media team, and of course, anonymous statements from VCs or the board or whoever. In fact, it even says that the board apparently put out seven reasons for in its notice of termination, none of it has been made public. And that itself is very intriguing as far as we're concerned. Those of you who follow us regularly know that Money Life has been a victim of defamation action by very large blue chip entities. We also know how they operate. They work at silencing criticism through legal action, chilling impact. They employ digital teams and public relation agencies to discredit journalists. So they're all over the place through influencers who never say who they're working for. They post nasty, virulent stuff, defamatory stuff. You're helpless while they themselves can file defamation against you and it goes to court. And like I said, today, defamation is affordable only to people with deep pockets. Now, the charges against Ankiti Bose have been widely reported. So isn't it curious why she singled out one writer? This should be of interest to the media because the law allows you to single out one person and you could be that person who faces the action, even if there are hundreds of articles. So the question I'm asking is, will this have a chilling impact on all other analysts? Because why would you take the risk? Why would you, you know, quote anonymous sources and write something? And if you don't write, if we journalists start getting worried and don't write, then how will you as an investor ever know the truth about what is going on? Remember, in all these, whether it's Bharat Pay or uh, Zilingo, there are some serious charges. And if the end game for all startups is a public listing, then surely you want to know. So what I did was to email a set of queries to Ankiti Bose's lawyer, Pradeep K. Jain of Singhania and Company, LLP. I asked, and I got replies from him, fairly detailed ones, and I'm summarizing them quickly. Some of them are not relevant because the case is already filed. So on the article, not having mentioned Ms. Bose, that's a question everyone has. She, didn't even, she wasn't even mentioned by name. So his answer is, well, there's only one company and founder who answers all the descriptions, including location. He also says that, Mr. Murthy has not responded to multiple efforts to establish contact with him. And instead, he was on Twitter soon after the news of the suit became public to allege that Ms. Bose was doing a PR stunt by filing a case. On other articles that mentioned charges against her, so my point was, are you going to sue all of them? Or why have you selected this one? Mr. Jen said that his client is exploring potential filings of defamation cases in other jurisdictions too. He also claimed that they do have the right to initiate selective action within material con constraints. I've said that already. He also says that their legal teams in India, Singapore, and the US have been extremely successful in having malicious and unfounded content removed. All this, as I said, requires deep pockets. He says it will continue to be done more actively and vigorously. Here's a list of actions, which is important. And I'm quoting all these. A cease and desist order was served to another VC investor, after which they retracted their statement. A legal notice was sent to Straight Times, after which they removed offending parts and also issued an editor's note. A legal notice to a LinkedIn influencer, a CEO of a fintech company in Southeast Asia, whose authored post was quickly removed. And they're in the process of initiating legal proceedings against Inc. 42 for the content of the article that we drew our questions from. I mean, because it's very detailed, and I've mentioned it earlier. They also say of the articles you mentioned from 2022, 
allegedly most are a regurgitation of an article from one global publication to which they sent legal notices after which they have agreed to amend several aspects of the original copy. I'm not going to go into all of this, whether a lot was amended or not, because I have other important points to make, which is this. What's happening on Sequoia and the Kroll and the Deloitte reports? These are at the center of the action against her. And remember, it was May and we are now in May, almost in May 2023. She was sacked in May 2022. So on the action, on whether legal action has been initiated against Sequoia, this is what Mr. Singhania said on behalf of Ankiti Bose. With regard to Ms. Bose's relationship with Sequoia, our team continues to evaluate the situation. We are not in a position to comment on any specific action at this stage. With regard to Kroll and Delight reports, the Inc. 42 article which you refer has detailed set of responses that Ms. Bose provided to the author. Within this, these responses, it was detailed that despite multiple attempts at trying to cite the Kroll report, both Ms. Bose and us are yet to see this set of allegations that led to the commissioning of the report, let alone the report itself. Ditto for Deloitte, unquote. Okay. So question that matters to all of us, you sacked her, it's almost a year. Where are the reports? It's certainly not in the public domain. Now, this is an interesting new angle that's added by the lawyer. Sujain says that Ms. Bose has made a number of complaints of an extremely serious nature pertaining to issues of sexual harassment. Despite multiple efforts to seek an engagement on dealing with these with the same enthusiasm as the other whistleblower complaints, we are awaiting an acknowledgement of this complaint to this day. We don't know why Silingo was silent, but the company has now been liquidated. It's gone. I wonder who's going to respond. But all the allegations, like I said, are out in the public domain. Ankiti Bose's lawyer also says that they will continue to take action, not only against Mahesh Murthy, but any other author or publication that is regurgitating malicious reports from unknown sources in a motivated manner to hurt our clients' reputation and represent the Vulture Capital Club. This, again, I find extremely interesting. Who is the Vulture Capital Club? Are they saying that every journalist who has ever written anything is beholden or taking instructions from the Vulture Capital Club? Rather funny because Mahesh Murthy used the term Vulture Capital Club. He himself is a venture capitalist. And in fact, he makes the point the industry has a lot to answer for in terms of valuations and what was going on under their noses when they were burning up capital. Now, Ms. Bose's legal team is actively pursuing those who write against her. But it seems to me that one year down the line, it is also less enthusiastic about action against directors and VCs who got together to sack her. Remember, again, it's one year. But in her defense, it must be admitted that for a whole year, most of the information against her that is reported by the media comes from anonymous insiders on a no-name basis. Because by now, to my mind, these two reports ought to have been in the public domain. You can't keep buying time because you have thrown a founder under the bus and you thought she was worth, you know, a valuation of a billion dollars at some point. So fairness demands that you have a report, come out with it. Remember, on a broader level, many startups are now huge companies. They have massive public presence in terms of customers as well as investors. They may not be listed, but their end game is to get listed. 
So can they be allowed to hide behind secrecy when they sack their founders, especially if they have attained the hallowed status of a unicorn, which is a billion dollar valuation? Can VCs continue to take the stand that no questions should be asked because this is private money belonging to private investors. We take the risk, we take the losses, whether it's an FTX, Zilingo, or Cheranos, or innumerable cryptocurrency companies that they funded, which have just gone up in smoke. So can they say none of you should bother? Because remember, they actively participate in pushing valuation to stratospheric levels because they want a listing at a high price. And you have seen how listings of startups have nosedived on the exchange. Do they condone dubious tactics? Or is it that when things go wrong, don't ask us. When things go right, we reap a huge reward. And it's all going to be one-sided all the time. Where they are the beneficiaries, and when something is wrong, no questions. If startup founders are going to start using defamation like Ankiti Bose has to silence independent investigation, because remember, people are going to think twice before they quote anonymous sources in future. You want to have documentation. So even when sources are anonymous, most of us at least have papers. And to my mind, a no-name basis is a gentleman's agreement, though I'm a woman, which ends when there is trouble and you hide, right? So is this going to shake up things? Does the VC world realize the consequences? Mr. Murthy's article itself will now come in for greater scrutiny. He himself doesn't seem to have the reports, so he can't present them as a defense in court. So the VC industry cannot keep its eyes open, cannot regulate itself, has been using the media to you know, air its dirty laundry because they're so big and they can. This is not in anybody's interest. And if they don't put their house in order, if they don't wake up to what is going on, the government is going to step in and issue a set of regulations. And I don't think that is in anybody's interest. So we wait and watch what happens. It has a lot of implications to you as an investor, because these startups eventually get listed. And to me as a journalist, because we always face the threat of defamation when we want to bring information like this to you. If you agree, please subscribe and share this video. Thank you.